Welcome to a brand new episode of Chiefs Wire Podcast. I'm Ed Easton Jr. On today's episode, we break down the Chiefs' big-time victory on Monday night against the New York Giants, while looking ahead to Sunday's matchup against the Green Bay Packers at Arrowhead Stadium. Also, we check in with Green Bay Packers head coach Matt LaFleur as he deals with the unexpected issue with Aaron Rodgers being unable to play this Sunday due to being placed in COVID-19 protocols. We also get a chance to hear from Tyran Matthew as he discusses the change at quarterback for Green Bay and how it will affect the Chiefs on Sunday. But first, as promised, here's Chiefs Wire Managing Editor Charles Goldman. Okay, Charles, anything that stood out to you from Monday's victory over the Giants? Yeah, you know, I, I really thought the defense played a good game and uh, made some significant improvements. I mean, albeit you're playing against the New York Giants and you know, they're not a great team, um, but they got some good players, some good pieces, and uh, I think the pass rush, the run defense, uh, and, and save for a few bad plays and coverage by the safety who shall not be named, uh, I thought the, the coverage was pretty good as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought there was stuff that you could build on there and some confidence stuff uh, for the defense where, you know, they can now kind of look back at that tape and be like, okay, hey, hey, this is what we did right, and, you know, this is what we can continue to do uh, moving into week nine. And then, uh, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, let's just face it, they stunk most of the night. They were not good. Uh, they didn't look like themselves, particularly uh, Patrick Mahomes is not looking like himself. And uh, he's not getting a good read uh, on the field, and he's missing some open receivers. And uh, even after the game, he kind of admitted – that stuff and that he needs to do better there um his pocket presence never been a strong suit but the way this offense is catered right now i I feel like sometimes he just needs to to uh ignore his gut a little bit instead of his gut you know kind of telling him hey let's bail on this pocket he needs to step up instead of uh, escaping out the back door there and uh you know but i think they did uh, a few things better this time around right compared to that last game against the titans uh, you can really only go up from there but uh getting the ball to miko hardman in space letting him kind of show off his wheels i mean teams are paying a lot of attention to to tyree hill who's another speedster so you know if you can get the ball to miko in space uh be it you know end around or quick pass or whatever uh it it's gonna let him show off that speed and they just need to do that a little bit more i'd love to see him uh utilized out of the backfield uh, a little bit more often too and then also uh using pre-snap motion to confuse the defense a bit more they they did that uh, a little bit um more so than they had the week prior and uh yeah i'd like to see some more play action built off the power run game um i think that if they can you know get some chunk running plays they can really open up the downfield throws that the team has been missing um recently you know i mean you look at patrick mahomes i think his longest throw of the night was was 18 yards i think the longest play went for 24 but but i don't think his throw was that long so um that's pretty rare for for mahomes so i i think they want to have to you know create some more of those opportunities downfield he he had a few this game but he missed them so uh you you can't you know when you have teams playing you the way they're they're playing the chiefs right now you can't miss those deep shots when you get them so uh hopefully they'll they'll connect on one of those this week uh more than one would be ideal do you believe Derek gore deserves more time on the field yeah, I think anyone with uh, with eyes could tell you that uh, 
Derek Gore deserves more time on the field. I, I mean, he deserved it all the way back to the preseason, if we're being honest. Uh, I mean, it's not often that, that guys are jokingly compared to Gale Sayers, let alone compared to Gale Sayers. But, um, yeah, I, I think after week eight, there's no question that he deserves some more opportunities. Um, I, I think Andy Reid kind of said it best. You know, he's a different pitch, right? It, you got your your fastball, your curveballs, your, uh, your sliders, whatnot. So he's a different pitch. And uh, it's clear he's a powerful runner. He's got good vision. A little bit more burst than the other guys that she's have on the team right now. Um, I, I do worry that once Clyde Edwards-Elaire gets back, that they're going to be forced to release Gore and try to get him back on the practice squad. But I think that'd be a big mistake by KC, especially with, you know, you got a team out there like uh, the Titans who just lost Derrick Henry. You know, they see a guy running hard like Gore, um, and and they could go after him if he's uh, if he's waived. So. Uh, they need not play politics here, right? The best guys need to be playing right now, and I think you know they they've recognized that for the most part. And, and Gore is definitely one of those guys. And and I give Gore and Williams a fifty fifty share this week, assuming that the Ch isn't back. And uh, I, I think they they do that against the Packers and not look back, and you're going to be really pleased with the results. Do you believe the Chiefs got better trading for Melvin Ingram and Daniel Brown while trading away Laurent Duvernay-Tardif? Yeah, well, starting with the the first big trade, I think there is no doubt that this team will be better with uh, Melvin Ingram on it. In fact, I think he'll allow this defense to really be the best version of itself. Uh, Obviously, that means Chris Jones moving back uh, uh, in the interior uh, in a more um, permanent role. Jones actually revealed uh, after Monday's game that he was playing through torn wrist ligaments and uh, that he's not going to be 100% all season long. So, you know, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm going to do everything in my power to only have him on the field on those passing downs where he's so dominant, right? And have him on the field specifically at the defensive tackle position. And, and he has been moving inside the past couple of games that he's played, uh, you know, on those, you know, uh, second long, third and long. Uh, situations. So, you look, he just has no business playing a defensive end against the run when, when he's anything less than 100%. Uh, it, it's just not worth it. And uh, I think this is the type of move that makes a player like Jones better uh, and puts him in the best position for success, you know, when you add a guy like like Ingram. So, you know, then you're, you're adding a veteran guy to, to defense uh, that – is really, I mean, it looked like it's lack of leadership at times, right? Um, he's a savvy pass rusher, he's a plus run defender, and uh, even as a, you know, a 31 year old in his 10th season as a pro, he's still got some juice. He's still got some juice. He can get after uh, the quarterback. So uh, I, I know there's going to be um, some people who are a little bit salty by the fact that uh, they they weren't able to bring Ingram in as a free agent, and they had to go out and trade for him. But, look, the bottom line is he chose to go elsewhere, right? This wasn't uh, the Chiefs' inability to sign him. It was literally his decision to go and sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason. So now he forced his way uh, into a better situation in Kansas City, forced his way out of Pittsburgh, basically saying, hey, you know, I want to play more. And, you know, Pittsburgh said, we're not going to hold you hostage. So um, I think he does uh, make the Chiefs better. Uh, I think that that he's going to be better in Kansas City even than he was in Pittsburgh. 
And uh, I think we could see him as early as this week. I, I think he'll definitely get some plays uh, against the Green Bay Packers because you got to remember, he already played the Packers once this season when he was with Pittsburgh a couple weeks back. So uh, I think he's going to have the familiarity with the opponent. Uh, he's going to have that down already, and, and he's going to be able to get in there on you know pass rushing snaps, which is really where they're we're going to put him in anyways, right? So uh, I, I think, you know, on third down, he's definitely going to be a guy who's who's on the field, especially those third and long situations. <clears throat> As for the other trade, uh, sending Laurent Duvernay-Tardif uh, to New York. I mean, I, I know there are a lot of jokes made about that, you know, like, oh, how could the Chiefs send that guy there after everything he did? Um, but this was about him having a chance to play, Right. I mean, even Andy Reid, he said today, uh, said on Wednesday, that the Chiefs love the guy, uh, but they couldn't promise him a chance to play, right? They, they've got, you know, Trey Smith in there. Uh, and, and even so, they got some other guys who would probably be playing ahead of Laurent. So um, he deserved a shot to go out and play after taking the year off to fight the, the COVID-19 pandemic. This was the best move for both Laurent Duvernay-Tardif and Kansas City. And um, the Chiefs helped facilitate uh, him having a chance to go out and do that. They got salary cap relief, and they managed to get a core special teams player in return. I'd rather get a draft pick. Um, I don't know that I necessarily would value a, a guy like uh, Dan Brown a, as highly um, as as Veach did. But obviously there's something they see, something they like, and – you know, they've had some injuries at, at the tight end position this season. Obviously, uh, Blake Bell missed a game. Jody Fortson's on injured reserve, a season-ending Achilles injury. Travis Kelsey's battling a neck injury is not 100%. So um, I, I think to add to that room right now, when you've got some guys who are battling through some stuff, that's definitely a win. What is keeping Daniel Sorensen on the field? Well, uh, the coaching staff still has a level of trust that Sorensen can perform and do the job. You know, we're talking about a guy who's been here since 2014. He's made some big game-changing plays for this team in the past. Uh, you know, as recently as last season, as recently as, you know, the 2019 playoff run, that, that big play on special teams sniffing out uh, the, the fake punt uh, by the Houston Texans. And, and, you know, look, all that said, there reaches a point where if a player is consistently uh, underachieving, right, and not able to do what the basic elements of his job require, you've got to make a change. At the very least, you've got to stop putting him in a situation where he's going to be locked into man coverage and, and really is a liability there. So um, I, I think I speak for the entirety of Chiefs Kingdom when I say enough is enough. And uh, you've got two safeties who are on the practice squad. You got Armani Watts on the 53-man roster. It, it might be time to give somebody else a week to prepare and play against the Packers and a shot to participate in those three safety looks that Steve Spagnuolo likes to use so often. Uh, just give him a shot. If it doesn't work, you can go right back to Dan. But you, you gotta, you gotta try something because when when he's in there, he is just absolutely getting burnt in coverage. Uh, and even when he's in position, and, and that's a problem. you got to be able to locate the football. Uh, he had an opportunity to make a play on that, that deep pass that he gave up, and, and he just couldn't couldn't get the football, couldn't pry it out, uh, had a chance at it. But, um, 
it, you know, there, like I said, there becomes a point where where you got to do something, and, and I think it, it's it's hard to say the Chiefs aren't at that point yet, and, and I don't know that <laughs> I don't know that the coaching staff feels that way, but uh, I, I think if if things continue down this road, and if he God forbid has a play where uh, it costs the team a game, or, or uh, it feels like it costs the team a game, and there's a lot of outrage, I mean, I think they're not going to have much of a choice. What do you make of the Aaron Rodgers situation with the Packers? Yeah, so uh, if you haven't heard by now, Aaron Rodgers won't play the Chiefs in Week 9 because he tested positive for COVID-19 and he is not vaccinated. So uh, on one hand, I am a little disappointed because we're not going to get Rodgers against Mahomes. We've been wanting to, to get that game for really this is the third year now, right, that we're trying to get that game to happen. Uh, we didn't get it in, in 2019 because of Mahomes' knee injury. We're not getting it this year because Rodgers didn't get his jab. And, uh, look, I, I mean, on the other hand, I'm giddy because th- this is the break that the Chiefs really needed in this three-game this three game stretch. Um, you know, the game isn't going to be easy, but uh, you remember, I mean, you remember the time that Casey had to face uh, Justin Herbert uh, in his first career start last year, that week one game, uh, they were expecting to go against Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor gets his lung punctured by some sort of, uh, you know, procedure that the doctors were doing ahead of the game. Can't play. Justin Herbert comes in, and so the legend of Herbert is born. Um, but, uh, you know, that that was kind of a different situation, right? At least this time, the Chiefs have, you know, three, four days um, to prepare for Jordan Love. Um, now, for some reason, I mean, the Chiefs have a way of looking unprepared against new quarterbacks that they play. I don't think it's too shocking that that happens, but, you know, it's like a hitter in the MLB facing a pitcher for the first time. It might take the defense kind of a few times through to adjust and, and get an idea of what he's good at and what he likes to do so you can finally, you know, hit your pitch. But, um, you know, if the Chiefs can manage to win this week, and, and you know, I mean, like, like get get a pretty big win, uh, you know, solid ten point victory, something that makes them feel good about themselves, that'd be huge. It'd be just absolutely monumental when it comes to building more positive momentum heading into hostile territory. Right? They they face the Raiders. You know, another primetime game a week from now, uh, in in the Raiders' new stadium. So. I, I just think that um, if you can get that big win, feel good about beating a team that just coming off a big win, you know, uh, against the Arizona Cardinals, one of the top teams in the NFC. Now, even if they're not at full strength, you're you're beating, you know, the, the, the uh, 22 other guys or 21 other guys that are out there on the field other than Rodgers. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna make this team feel good. That's something they can build on heading into uh, another tough game, and then after that, another tough game. So uh, I, I think it'll be big. I think it'll be big um, for for Kansas City to uh, get a shot at these Packers uh, with or without Rodgers. Uh, obviously, you'd like to to have him playing because it'd make for better story, better matchup, uh, better game. But uh, Let's not discount the possibility that Jordan Love can come in here and do some things. So um, we'll we'll just see what happens. But 
I, I think it's exciting uh, to have the Packers come to KC. Who do you believe is the X factor heading into Week Nine versus Green Bay? You know, after looking at the injury report, uh, I'll give you uh, basically two units that I think are going to be like key to this game. I really think it's going to be the run offense and the run defense for Kansas City. So uh, on offense, you, you, look, the Chiefs, they needed to run the ball with greater frequency against too high coverage. Everybody knew that. They did that this last week. But uh, really, just in general, the best thing they're doing on offense right now is the power run game. Uh, the Packers are missing potentially uh, two of their three starting interior defensive linemen. Uh, they were missing them in practice on Wednesday. So uh, I think the Chiefs need to attack the middle of that defense with Derek Gore and Daryl Williams running to the teeth. I mean, that's what they were doing uh, last week, and it worked out pretty well for them. They both had uh, good games. I know Derek Gore had like a 4.3 yards per carry average. Uh, I think they just need to hand the ball off, and, uh, you know, that's going to be the weakness of that defense, and that can be, like, a really big X factor for Kansas City this week to get that run game going. Uh, and on the flip side, obviously the run defense, um, they've improved over the past three weeks, but I'm a little bit worried, right? Uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, those are some tough uh, running backs, and they'll be featured this week without Aaron Rodgers playing. So uh, the Packers, they're going to do that to help protect Jordan Love a little bit. And uh, the Chiefs are getting Anthony Hitchens back this week, and typically that would be a good thing, but I'm kind of worried about it <laughs> and thinking it might be a bad thing this week. Uh, Nick Bolton has been really impressive filling in uh, at the Mike linebacker position, and, you know, they could go back to Hitchens this week. And in my eyes, that'd be a problem. Uh, I'd stick with what's working defensively, and if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm sticking with Nick Bolton Willie Gay Jr. at linebacker. Uh, I just don't think that that's what they're going to do. I think that they have a lot of trust and respect for Hitchens and that he'll probably be back at that Mike Linebacker spot, and uh, I, I just think it could be a mistake. And as always, are there any particular stories from Chiefs Wire you would like to highlight from the past week? Uh, you know, it's been a busy, busy week on Chiefs Wire with Monday Night Football and then the trade deadline. Uh, we've got a ton of, uh, of post-game content up from uh, Monday Night Football. Lots of trade deadline stories about the newest player for players uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, both Melvin Ingram and Daniel Brown. And uh, also, we're already rolling out some of our uh, preview content for Week 9. You'll be seeing some of that leading up to the game on Sunday afternoon. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys uh, reading the website and uh, listening to the podcast. We really couldn't do uh, any of this without y'all's uh, support, so... We appreciate it. Thank you guys for for tuning in. And you know what I say uh, at this part of the day? Go Chiefs. Probably not too much, obviously. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a, is a special player, um, probably one of the most talented quarterbacks in this league. Um, but I think as far as preparation, um, it's all about you know, our mindset, our attitude, um, you know, trying to get as much information you know, as we can. Uh, pretty sure those guys' offense 
uh, won't change uh, too much. So uh, it's all about formational recognition and just understanding what's going on from our end. What, what is the process of getting as much information as you can on a guy that, that hasn't played much in the NFL? Well, yeah, you just I, actually I just asked my coach that about an hour ago, and uh, so you just kind of kind of dig through all the tape, uh, preseason games, um, you know, try to get a feel for um, you know what he likes to do, um, you know, whether that be rhythm throws or you know trying to find you know his shots deep. Um, I do know he has a big arm; uh, he can move around in the pocket, so uh, you know it'll be a good challenge for us. Do you have to sometimes find yourself going back to his college tape? Yeah, yeah, I think sometimes you you, you do that, um, but uh, I, I think he he has a couple snaps, you know, uh, in the NFL, and uh, so we'll look at those probably more than you know we 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 look back into his college, you know, days. Trade for Melvin Ingram yesterday. What are your what was your reaction to? Ingram coming here to Kansas City. I mean, I was excited, man. Um, you know, I've, I've watched him, you know, from afar. You know, we both SEC guys, and um, so uh, I've always, you know, uh, liked the way he played the game. Um, you know, uh, I think his talent speaks for itself. Um, I'm more excited about, you know, his leadership and what he's going to provide, you know, on that end. So, uh, you know, I think our guys up front got another guy that they could, you know, use and rely on, and uh, hopefully. You know he could help complement you know the other guys that, that we are that we have here already. But um, I was excited. You know I look at him as you know one of those guys that you know he, he's a doggy. You know uh, so uh, just looking forward to seeing him play fast. How much uh, how much time do you all expect to to look at film on Jordan? Because obviously last year when you faced off against the Chargers in the first game against them, you didn't know you were facing Justin Herbert until 10 seconds before kickoff. Obviously, you get five days of that. How much time do you, how much preparation are you all really going to have, uh, you know, looking at tape on Jordan and trying to create a scheme? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a short week for us, you know, already. Um, so I'll probably say, you know, today, tomorrow, and Friday, you know, we'll get a good chunk of, of information, you know, on Jordan. And, you know, like I said, all the things that he could do well, uh, some of the things that he doesn't handle well, you know, we'll try to expose those things. But, um, you know, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I think for the most part it's our, all about our preparation, our attitude, um, and really what we able to do from a technique standpoint, you know, play in and play out. One of the things that you all did, though, the previous two games you all played great second half. This last game you played pretty much four or four straight quarters. How important is it going to be? To continue to do it on that in this game against Green Bay. I mean, it's huge. This is a big time opponent. Um, you know, uh, you know, no beating around the bush. I don't think anybody's, uh, you know, projecting us to to win this football game. I think we understand that uh, it's going to be a tall task for us. Um, but uh, I think we'll be ready for the challenge. How much has the quarterback change? Put even more of an emphasis on guys like Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, and obviously trying to keep it, keep those guys in check. Knowing that that's probably who Jordan's going to rely on the most. Yeah, I probably, you know, it doesn't, Devontae Adams is one of those receivers that it doesn't matter who he, who he has throwing the ball to him, uh, you know, he's a tough cover. Um, you know, the more I watch, you know, Aaron Jones, um, you know, uh, I like the way he runs the football. You know, he reminds me a lot of Delvin Cook, um, you know, got a lot of straight line speed, got a lot of power too, you know, f- for his size, you know, really run through a lot of arm tackles. So that'll be a tough task for us. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I could see them, you know, leaning more, you know, on 33. Um, obviously, 17 speaks for himself. But um, even a backup running back, you know, A.J. Dillon, uh, you know, he's a, he's a tough duty as well. So I could see them, you know, using those guys uh, a bit more. Uh, opponents have given you guys some problems with screen passes. And yeah. Something you can put your finger on as to why you guys have had a little bit of difficulty defending those? 
Yeah, I think you know, sometimes, man, you know, you get in these third and long situations and <laughs> we all excited to, you know, get to the quarterback and, and get a sack. Um, but I think, you know, uh, you know, some play calls, uh, some down down and distances um, just require you to just play fundamental football. Um, I think a lot of that just comes from, you know, formation recognition. Uh, I think most of these teams run the run the same plays. Uh, most most of the time is out of the same formations. Um, so uh, just being alert, you know, on that, you know, when you break the huddle. Sam, what's been most impressive to you um, in regards to what Nick Bolton and Willie Gay have been able to bring the lineup uh, these past couple weeks? I mean, they've just been coming along, man. Um, it's a lot that's on their plate, you know. Um, you know, as far as this system, this scheme, and just trying to communicate, line people up. Um, you know, but those guys are still playing fast. You know, after they communicate and get everything set, so um, I probably say that's the that's the biggest positive. Uh, that's the biggest you know sign of encouragement, especially as a you know deep defender. Um, you got guys in front of you that you know got a little speed uh, to really make plays. You know, all over the field. Uh, so uh, it's been good to see them continue to you know progress. You've been around for a while. How difficult is that communication stuff for for a rookie to excel like Nick has been able to do? I mean, it's extremely difficult. You don't you don't see too many um, rookie, you know, middle linebackers, you know, task with, with that duty. Um, so to see Coach Spag, you know, put his trust in him. Obviously, the kid is a, a good football player. Um, he has a bright mind too. I think that helps, you know, slow it down a little bit. But um, he's been a blessing for us, man. Especially with you know, obviously with, with Hitch being out, him being able to step in and, and kind of keep it rolling for us. I'm not going to get into any of our coaches or players' vaccination status. Is Jordan starting on Sunday? He will be starting. Are you concerned at all for his health? For, for Jordan? In terms of... I think that, I mean, we're all concerned, right? I mean, every everybody in this building, so... Just something that we, we got to learn to deal with, you know. So, were you and Brian notified today that Aaron had tested positive? Is that from a test from today or yesterday? Yeah, I'm not gonna. All I can say is he's in the COVID-19 protocols. We're not. I mean, we don't say who tests positive or whatnot, and that's just. I mean, that's what the league wants. I don't know if you're out of the woods with Jordan. Given proximity, if you got two quarterbacks who are on the COVID list, you know. Yeah, uh, we're we're still kind of going through all this right now and just waiting to hear back from the league. Yeah, it's all hands on deck, man. The more you can do, can you throw? <laughs> what are you, you going to do for that? Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, we're looking into that right now. I know Goody's, uh, he's been pretty busy, so that's something that we're, we're definitely trying to find. We, we have to bring somebody back in, or, you know, into the building to, to give us some depth there, no question. With there, is it possible it could be beyond one game or it just is, we'll see? Or yeah, I, I, I really don't know. I just know that he won't be available this week, and then we've got a great opponent we're going against, and then we'll address next week when we get there. What do you say to your team? Your, your leader of your team is, is out. What do you say to them about looking at this week in the off? 
And I said, hey, it's a great challenge. Nobody's going to feel sorry for us. And we all have to prepare to the best of our ability to go down there and get a win. And that's the mindset. I mean, they're not going to postpone or cancel the game. We have a game to play. It's the next man up mentality. And that's how we've operated for everybody. I think our guys will rally around Jordan. We've got a lot of confidence in him. And what a great opportunity for him to showcase what he can do. I, you know, I, I don't know. How ready is Jordan to start? Um, well, we'll we'll find out, right? I he, I know he's been working hard every day, and I think Luke Getzey does a great job with him, getting him prepared. Uh, certainly, the majority of his reps have taken place on the scout team, and but that's something that we try to. When we're doing those scout teams and in practice, you try to take whatever's on the card or whatever play they're running and put it into our terms to help the development process. So I know he takes every rep very seriously. As always, if you have any thoughts on the show, make sure to hit us up on Twitter at The Chiefs Wire. I'm Ed Easton Jr. Catch us next week. 